0: just for me. I would sit next to Dida and watch him pour hot milk and coffee over his Cheerios. On birthdays and holidays, friends and relatives came over, laughing, telling stories, and drinking Dida's homemade wine. They all talked wistfully about the Stari Kraj, the old country, the beautiful island they'd left behind. I came to believe that the Stari Kraj was paradise where the kitchen table was always full of wine and strudel, where children sat on the laps of warm, buxom women with pierced ears, and where the men sang in harmony. When I sang the Croatian songs, everyone would cheer. I had no idea how much it meant to them, how homesick they were. My grandparents, their names were Riketa and Nikola, came to this country in the great Eastern European migration. They met in Chicago, married, and had two children. First, a daughter, and then, in 1929, a son named Leonard.
1: Hi, Nina. This is your dad. How's it going, babe? Sorry I missed you. Happy, happy. Have a good day. Toodly-doodly.
0: This is my dad. He's almost always like this, spunky and optimistic. He's told me over and over again about my grandfather, and the lessons he learned from him. First, it doesn't cost anything to say hello. And second, hard work is good.
1: And there was always this comparison. This is beautiful. Oh, yes, I can see that's beautiful here, but you ought to see what we have at home. Isn't that a beautiful flower? We have nicer flowers. (laughs) Isn't that a beautiful ocean? Our ocean is clearer. You should see the Adriatic. You should see our island. All that was, it was constant, it was a comparison.
0: Last fall, my dad and I decided to go to the island together. We'd both been there before, but not since the war in Croatia began. I arranged to meet my dad in the city of Split on the coast. He got off the plane with my brother, Lee, who'd never been there. My dad and Lee were so excited when they arrived, but Split was tense and full of soldiers. There was fighting 30 miles away. The next morning at sunrise, we got on a ferry boat and headed for Sholta, the island Nicola had left. As I watched the island grow closer, I knew my grandfather must have stood on a boat deck and looked back toward home, where he'd left 10 brothers and sisters behind. Are you excited?
1: Yeah, I'm kind of excited. Always I'm excited because it's always different. Sometimes, each time, it seems to be sadder, too. Why? Well, because there's somebody else missing, and now, there's nobody, almost, as there was when we first went there in 61. There was a big crowd. And, uh, that's different. Sadder.
0: No one met us at the boat when we arrived. We hadn't written that we were coming. So we caught the bus and headed for Rena's. The island of Sholta rises up out of the sea and it's small enough to walk from end to end in a day. It's mostly open land, small farm plots with olive trees, fig trees, and grapevines. The soil is reddish and full of white rocks. It's a stark, simple beauty here. Bright blue sky, the blue-green sea, the smell of wild rosemary, The white stone houses. We went to the town of Stomorska, where Rina has a small restaurant and hotel. Sholta's been quiet since Rina and the others shot down those planes two years ago, but the war is killing her business, she says. Tourism is dead. The local people have no money to spend. Things are very tough. Rina lives in the port town my grandfather left from 80 years ago. He would have walked here from his village just over the hill. His mother probably came to see him off. She was pregnant and his father had just died, so Nicola was the man of the family when he left for America at just 16 years old. He promised her he would be back before long. It was 1914. My grandfather's life began unfolding for me backwards through time as we got closer to his home. Walking on the road to the village, my father remembered the first time he'd come this way.
1: This is the road I traversed the first time I came up here. back. Uh